Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's going to drive me nuts. What's that? There's like a term to describe when a word ceases to have meaning and just starts to sound like a sound to you. There is. Yeah. Like, like if you hear a word so many times, you know, you just start to think about it all of a sudden. You're like, why does that even sound like the thing anymore? It just sounds like random noises. And I've just never thought about that word or whatever. I mean, I do know the exact phenomenon you're talking about. I didn't know there was a yeah. word to describe that specifically. Well, the term. It's two words. It's like a term i'm just not coming up with what it is hmm. but i was just experiencing that like a couple of days ago and i can't remember what that word was very it's interesting. such a weird thing there's so many words you just don't think about i would say agreed. Um, the word fidget i was thinking about that this morning hmm. and i heard it enough times that i was like that it lost all meaning yeah very cute <laughs> language is weird it really is. Bestie, you have no idea how excited I was when I got home from work today and I was able to put on a light sweater. Oh, yeah. <sighs> that time of year. My season. It begins. I have, a, I have a collection of light jackets and I was like, oh, it's chilly outside. I better select one. Oh, absolutely excellent. Yeah. I wore two different ones today each time I went out. <laughs> as, as is your God-given right, honestly. Yeah. Really excited. I'm already starting. I'm not, I'm definitely a fall person rather than winter, but I'm already eyeballing the winter coats. Like, it's almost time to accessorize. I do love the fall and winter accessory game like nothing else. Yeah. Oh, it's my wonderful. Scarf I get to, once it gets cold enough, I can start wearing that scarf you made me again. <laughs> the incredibly long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that goes so nicely with my, like, nice, like, kind of like dark emerald wool winter jacket mm -hmm. she's beautiful um but yes zach is on the road at the time we are recording this so it's uh girls night here at the podcast mm -hmm. i feel like anytime i try to act excited about something i just look like the extreme version of a white girl like, <laughs> like it it doesn't get worse than that such is life, unfortunately. Um, do you want to try hitting your camera button one more time for me? Just because I would feel bad if this whole episode went and all the people see is just me talking to a window that's buffering. Sure, sure. Um, Thank you, bestie. Wax off. Wax on. Oh, there she is. Gorgeous. Hopefully she stays. I will try. I will try not to pretend to be buffering by not moving <laughs> no it was just doing like a little spinny <laughs> oh, okay um, so you could actually yes so oh, no, then you... 
anything we'd like to we'd like to lead with or would we like to simply dive in um i think we could do some diving i like it i Mm. found this one this first one here i gotta open it up because there's like I did open the link and I saw the vote and I disagree with the vote. Okay. I didn't look beyond that though. I just saw the poll and kind of left it at that. That's valid. So the question is, I didn't actually look at the results because there weren't results when I saved it. The question mm-hmm. is this, would you rather fight an ostrich with a six shot revolver or with a katana? So like the Japanese like samurai sword. Mm-hmm. And here's the, here's some, um, quoting the post here. To add some detail, the ostrich starts about one-fourth of a mile away, so you have some time to react. With the weapons, that's all you get. No extra bullets or nothing. Please explain why. I personally would choose the katana, not me, the person who made the post. Mm-hmm. I... Here's the thing. I don't know how good of a shot I am, but uh-huh. if I'm lucky and I take it out on the first shot while it's still far away from me, then I don't have to deal with an angry ostrich, like, in my personal bubble. Mm Mm-hmm. But if I miss with all of them, then I am in big trouble. Just hit it with a gun. Yeah, I'll just pistol whip an ostrich. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna get the phrase for a second. Pistol whip it, yeah. I feel as though the katana is more reliable, mm-hmm. especially if you um, are no marksman or markswoman. See, but again, if I could get lucky and handle this before it gets close to me, that'd be great. See, I, I would go katana mm-hmm. because, uh, I mean, Partially because of some of the things you already said, right? I have never fired a gun in my life unless you count, like, BB guns and paintball guns and stuff like that. And so I'm pretty sure I'm not going to hit it, no matter how close it gets. Because <laughs> guns, they also have, like, the recoil. Yeah, you like, know? I've fired, like, an airsoft gun a couple times. And yeah. even the recoil on that, I wasn't yeah. particularly nuts about. Um, mm-hmm. If that makes me a marshmallow, <laughs> guilty. Well, guilty as charged. Like anything else, it takes practice, right? That's true. But yeah, so I'm pretty sure I wouldn't hit it, and I would just anger it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and especially too because I I don't know that much about the ostrich anatomy, but like I get the sense that those feathers are pretty like thick. Yeah, where where should one aim to take down an ostrich? Yeah, and it, it does have that like center mass, but I feel like it would be hard to target because it's kind of like um what's the word, kind of, like, angled, almost, you know? And so also, it's what, like... is, what is the, like, attack pattern of the ostrich? Like, I don't picture this animal running at me in a direct straight line like an enemy in a video game would. Oh, they do. I've seen videos of it. Oh, really? I mean, I know they're yeah, angry they are, birds. They headbutt people and stuff. They just run right at them and bonk. bonk <laughs> or some more violent noise. I like it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so then maybe but, I am leaning more towards revolver, because if I, like, I get six chances, if I can line up once and it's just coming at me in a straight line, then I think I yeah. might be okay. I feel like with the katana, though, like, it's not as hard to target it, 
because it's got that long, I mean, it seems like it'd be pretty easy. You know, I played softball growing up, just kind of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> run it up and swing as hard as you can. And especially because it's already running, so it's like running directly at the blade. And so this that's make My one thing, though, is like, I don't, I mean, I'd like to think in a situation where an angry ostrich is, like, coming at me out for blood, like, the my adrenaline would kick in enough and I wouldn't be quite as noodly and weak as I normally am. Yeah. But, like, would I be able to, on the first swing, like, do enough damage that this is no longer a threat to me? I think you'd have to, like, decap yeah, everything. Just I don't enough. think I'd have to decapitate it, no, but, like, enough. Like, enough that it's not just gonna piss it off more. Yeah. I think no matter how hard you swing, it's gonna be enough damage that the ostrich just, the fight goes out of it. This is true, they do have very noodly necks. Very much so. Yeah, and so I feel like, um, and part of it's, like, a little bit of a control thing, too, because, mm-hmm. like... The limitation on the bullets in the gun, maybe I hit it, maybe I don't, but just the thought that I could possibly be out of ammo. Yeah, that is worse than Right. The katana, if you miss the first time, you can get maybe another whack or two in at close range. Seems safer? I guess so. I really do keep. This is a great question. Thank yeah, it you, is a little bit harder. Reddit user careless underscore bedroom underscore three seventy nine. This is fantastic. This is exactly the kind of content we need here. I keep going back and forth because I'm like, if I can finish this at a distance, I want to. But then, what if I run out of ammo? But also, I have six chances. Chances are, like, I'll at least do like I'll you know take out a leg or something, even if I'm a terrible shot. But what if I don't? But then, do I want it close to me? Do I want this angry ostrich, like, only a katana's length away from me? You know, you just said take out a leg. It never occurred to me to try to use the katana on the legs. Ooh. <gasps> that didn't occur to me either. I think those are probably easier to injure than the neck, because they're, like, even skinnier. Mm-hmm. And, you know hitting them no matter how hard you hit them is probably going to do some injury to the point where they can't stand up this is true they do have very delicate legs compared to their bodies weird animal very weird animal love them but like from a, they're fun from a, they're fun in like you know a zoo just because yeah. they're so funky looking like i'm a huge fan of any funky looking animal as, i love literally all animals as evidenced by my absolute adoration of borzois such strange looking dogs love them with my whole heart i i need to pick a final answer here i mean i i felt pretty strongly katana from the beginning i see arguments for both sides but that was my gut reaction but the the votes on the reddit post 3.4 thousand said revolver and only 2.3 thousand said katana so revolver is like 1.1 thousand ahead I feel as though a large portion of the demographic of Reddit would be people who perhaps have some experience with marksmanship or skeet shooting or hunting and would already Mm -hmm. feel comfortable hitting a target. Maybe. So I feel like that might explain. I wonder, I'm wondering if you would get, you probably would get different 
like it get it split differently if this poll were posted to like Twitter versus Instagram versus like TikTok or whatever. Oh. I think I am gonna have to agree with you and say Katana final answer. Yeah. It 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 feels right. It, it feels, feels more reliable. Sporting. It feels more sporting too. Something about just shooting ammo from a distance, like you know, it's not really fair. I it's mean like the it isn't, but the ostrich in this scenario does seem to be choosing violence. Well, yeah, but, and so are you. It's just, you get to choose the manner of the violence. You You're correct, but I get the impression that the ostrich chose violence first. Yeah. But it's it's kind of like, um, but, that, but that's also their nature, right? It's not like... You can't really blame an animal for its nature. Sorry, I just noticed the first comment on this. Oh, I was waiting to bring that up. Can we I was can we talk it. about Yeah, I was responsive waiting to power yeah. Reddit user Powerfuse Zero. On my first read, I thought the ostrich had the weapons. I was like, revolver, because surely it wouldn't know how to fire it. My answer remains revolver because I prefer my odds that way. <laughs> Me too, buddy. But Me did too. you see the comment below it as well? I, uh, a Reddit user Quackerot. I love how this answer implies that ostriches know how to use katanas. Because <laughs> the only point out, it's like, oh, they couldn't really use a revolver. Finding the katana, though. There's, a, there's like a children's animated series in there somewhere, an ostrich with a katana. I mean, I suppose an ostrich could maybe hold a katana in its beak, but it probably wasn't really capable of firing it. Well, it might be able to get one of those little talons in there to fire it, like, physically. Yeah, maybe. Do they- what, so what's I the, like, do, do their wings- Like, there's nothing on there. They're not, like, or anything. Yeah, no, okay, that was, that's what I was thinking. No, I think they're just, like, big fluffy wings, but then they got, like, the, the bird talons. So they could hold the gun in one talon. Well, they have to be sitting, I guess, <laughs> Yeah, I don't see how this is working for- I don't see an ostrich, um, really excelling at, um, at hitting a target with a revolver. Yeah, probably not. But it's a great mental image. It really is. I'm a huge- like, I'm a huge fan of it. And again, someone please make a cartoon about a, um, about a group of ninja ostriches. Thank you. You know, this um, this line of thinking reminds me of that question about, like, if a snake held a knife, how I would it hold it? I have that question on the document saved <laughs> specifically for a very special guest oh, that will yes, hopefully thanks. be here in the future. Yes, wink, that would be. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, a good, that's a good thought. Fingers crossed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's that kind of question, right? Where it's it like, is. It definitely I think is. I think it fits into a broad category, well, a broad category of animals holding human things or doing human things, but more specifically animals holding weapons. <laughs> that and, like, animals, like, wearing hats and pants. Yeah. And some animals' yeah. ties. Like, neckties. Yeah. Yeah, like the giraffe. Yes. That's another thing we can discuss later, but I don't have a picture yeah. on hand. We can make that into a, a bigger segment at some point. I've got I've got a lot of feelings about animals and their use of human tools. And I love it. That's a, <laughs> I love knowing that I have like a a good well of content I can draw from. Yeah. 
because I have this weird fear that I'm somehow gonna that we're somehow gonna run out of questions like we're gonna run out of things to talk about and then the podcast will simply end because there's no more questions to be answered there's no end to the simply meaningless and petty things that we hold strong opinions on you stuck with us anyway (laughs) I was actually thinking just a random aside yesterday. I was like, man, we should do an entire episode just about the questions that Bridget and I have argued about, like, in our personal lives. Because that happens. There's a lot lot of content there. I think it was inspired by the dishwasher thing that you sent me. (laughs) I don't know why you make your life harder on purpose. Not not to get into it for the moment and, you know, kind of get on track, but, you know, the question of whether dishwashers are worth it or not is the broad question to which I'm referring. Yeah. But, like, we have plenty of examples like that where we've... <laughs> we get Zach when... The next time Zach's on here, which should be next week, we get Zach to oh. weigh in on all of the things that we personally have fought about and finally put an end to yeah. it. Yeah, but we have to be sure not to tell him, like, who is who argues which side, right? We just present him the question. Okay, we'll yeah. See how- I like it. That's a good idea. That's, I either, think that'd be- that's either going to be next week or the week after. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, anyhow. Shall we move on? We shall. Sweet. All right, so back into the realm of food questions. Always love a good food question. Um, which is better? Which do we think is superior? The hard taco or the soft taco? I love it because it's such a basic question, and yet. And yet. In the decision-making process. I mean, I am very much a soft taco person. I love the structural integrity of the soft taco. Oh, I thought you were going to say hard taco. Interesting. No, a hard taco, you take a single bite of that and it's in your hands. But the soft taco, like, it, it isn't very structured. It's it's soft. It can turn into, like, a soggy mess and stuff can fall out of it. I um, mean, I think you're encountering the stuff falling out problem with any form of taco. I think the safest, yeah. like, carb nest for your Tex-Mex is a burrito or a burrito bowl. Yeah, yeah, definitely anything that... Where it's, like, fully fully, encapsulated. Yeah, fully encompasses. But if we're just talking, like, it has to be a form of taco. Yeah. (sighs) But, like, so I'm a big fan of shrimp tacos, just as an example. Okay, interesting. I haven't actually heard of that, but continue. Yeah, they have them at, like, various places. But they, um, you know, when I get them in a soft taco, they just do, like, the standard, here's the tortilla, we fold it in half, and we put the stuff into it. Mm-hmm. But there's something specifically about shrimp because they leave them as whole shrimp, so they stick up pretty high on top of everything else in it. Okay. And it is impossible to keep those suckers in there. The second you pick up that taco, they are out. Mm-hmm. But if it were a hard shell, that would not happen because it has like the height integrity. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. I get what you mean. My thing is with hard tacos, like. But, like, as soon as you take a bite, like, the bottom of the shell cracks, and you got things falling out. And if it's, this is, like, your standard, like, like, 
you know, like the taco kits one buys. Like the Ortega or whatever it is. Yeah, where, like, you have the taco shells and you, like, you know, you provide the ground beef or whatever. If it's just your standard, like, you know, kind of at home, like, just, like, ground beef, like, cheese, lettuce, all that fun stuff, taco. You're losing a lot of the meat even through a small crack in the bottom of the taco shell. And, like, I'm not about that life. Mm -hmm. Although, I do really love hard taco shells because one of the things that I do is I mix, like, I'll take, like, the ground beef, cheese, lettuce, all the fun stuff. I, like, mix it up on my plate, and then I use the, I, like, break the the taco shell into, like, chips, essentially. And I just eat it like nachos. Like, I'll just use the, like piece of taco shell as like a a spoon but the spoon is edible but then at that point isn't it like not a taco see i feel like it still counts as a taco because i don't think that breaking a taco gives you tortilla chips Like, breaking a hard taco shell does not give you tortilla chips. Like, there is a difference in, like, texture and flavor from your standard bagged tortilla chip to a taco shell. I feel like they're largely the same. The same basic ingredients. I mean, you could have a, um, you know, you got the corn and all that. This is true. Pretty much. I feel like once you break that up, it's like the entire point of a taco is that you have a tortilla that's full of stuff. Once you break up that tortilla and it's no longer full of the stuff, I feel like it becomes something else. I always just called it taco. Like, when I do that, I call it taco salad. Yeah, which, to me, is like a separate thing. Interesting. Because it's, you know, it's a salad. It's not a taco. Taco is like a sandwich. (laughs) I I do not think a taco is not a sandwich, first of all. You, wait, you, is that a double negative? You do think it is, or you no, don't think No, a taco it? is not a sandwich. Or something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but it kind of fits in that general category, though, of, like... Food, con- um, food contained by carbs. Yeah. Essentially. Right? So I feel like when you take away that container part of it, it becomes something else. Because, I mean, most... Mexican food, or you know, the way that we have it <laughs> here in the U.S. Yeah, the, like I, you know, the like American like Tex-Mex. Yeah, it's the same basic stuff. You know, you have like your your seasoned meats, whatever it might be. You have your lettuce, you have your tomato, you have your cheese, right? And it's just in different combinations. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have these categories because that's the only way we can distinguish like <laughs> the the bare differences between the versions. Okay. I feel like you kind of cross one of those lines when you break up the shell into a different territory. Interesting. I never really thought about it that way. Yeah. So then I suppose otherwise... if I if what I do with a hard taco shell isn't actually a taco, then I think I'm gonna have to say soft tacos are better just because of the structural integrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I let me tell you, I did not anticipate defending the hard taco shell. Um I did not think that I was going to be arguing on its behalf I am firmly 100% a soft taco person (laughs) 
but as soon as you said soft taco too, I was like, well, I feel like I could have defended the poor hard taco shell. <laughs> I mean, no, I there clearly there are uses for it. I'm out here using it as a spoon, and it's a lovely time. Yeah, I, I just I find know. it I, messy I, using them as intended. Yeah, I honestly kind of hate them. <laughs> to be honest, because like. They just don't taste as good to me because hard taco shells are typically corn and soft taco shells are typically flour. Mm. So there, there is very much a different taste to them, not just texture. This is true. I don't, I don't really like the corn taco shells. So I, yeah, and it's good to wrap it up nicely. I don't, this goes to like a larger issue I have with like overly crunchy foods. Mm-hmm. Like brownies, for example. I know some people love the edges of brownie pan because they get real crispy. Like my mom loves that. I absolutely hate it. When there's anything when there's anything in a tray, I always want like the middle piece because I don't want any like crispy edges at all. I when I was a kid, I was very much like middle of the brownie pan is best. Mm-hmm. I love I still love the middle. I love some freaking brownies either way. But mm-hmm. I have grown to appreciate the corner piece and the edge piece. Interesting. Mm. I don't know. I just, I think, especially if you get that nice edge piece where it's like, not like crazy, like, not like burnt or anything or like really crispy on the outside, but just like a little crispier on that outside half and then the inside half that's like going towards the edge of the pan is Mm -hmm. like still the like, you know soft gooey goodness i feel like you get a sort of best of both worlds situation there i i've never understood that they make that thing like the edges only oh yeah where it's like i i teach their own i'm glad people enjoy it but joe kelly joe kelly is an edge is an edge brownie man he He would very much appreciate that man he continues to astound me with his food preferences because the no uh the no frosting pop darts <laughs> yeah i yeah, feel no. like he ha- for being as picky as he is he also has some of the strangest food preferences like in my entire family mm. which is just like continually funny to me yeah i i feel like it's it's got a hundred percent be soft tacos that's, I feel very strongly about that. Okay, yeah. Again. Like. I, I very much have use for the hard taco shell. I enjoy them quite a bit. But using as intended, soft tacos. Yeah. Well, and, and that being said, that I'm a 100% soft taco person, if I'm offered a hard taco, there's no way I'm not eating it. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, if someone's giving me That's food. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now I realize as I say that it's meaningless because I don't think there's any food that I would turn down. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I think it's so funny that your video feed... Oh, no, I cursed it by saying the word video feed. What has happened? Um, Yours has been doing the swirly a lot, which, like, is fine, and I think it'll be really funny that when I edit this, I'm just gonna put a badly drawn MS Paint picture of you. Sure over the little buffering symbol but it came online for just a minute and i was like oh how perfect we're about to do the question one of the questions that you came up with and your video feed is now working again but i said video feed and it went away again 
Oh, of course, of course, yeah, you jinxed it. I did, I'm sorry. You have angered the technology gods. I know, the podcast ghost is really angry tonight, I don't know what I did. <laughs> is the ghost mad that Zach isn't here? Maybe. The ghost enjoyed, I found wondering enjoyed how the first perspective. Yeah, yeah. Well, so already I'm like, what would he have said about these? I know. Only two podcasts in with him, and already I miss his perspective. Maybe that can, this, that can be, like, a bonus thing for the Patreon. We'll have Zach do, like, commentary on this one. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Um, okay, so if you want to try hitting your camera one more time, see if that makes it stay, we can go into the next question. Wax on. Oh, wait, off, and then on. There you go. Okay. Would okay. you like to read this one since you um, contributed it, came up with it? Well, because this is one, um, believe it or not, I have discussed with colleagues, which is fun. Very fancy. Um, so the question is whether or not college professors should wear their academic regalia when they teach classes. Right? Nice. Because... You know, I don't know the extent to which everyone's familiar with academic regalia, but it's pretty extreme mm -hmm. a lot of the time, right? Um, like, the the quick little uh, rundown of the way that it works, like, you know, you wear these robes with these giant puffy sleeves that have velvet stripes down them, uh, four stripes each arm for a PhD, I'm uh, sorry, three, uh, four stripes is for presidents of colleges. Ooh, fancy. But, yeah. But then the robe is different colors depending on the school you graduated from. You get this like silk hood to wear with velvet lining that also varies in color. And then most of them have some kind of weird hat. I love weird hat. Right? Yeah. And so like most of the time it ends up being like puffy sleeves, weird hats, and just like insane bright colors that clash. I love it. So that's what we end up with. And for the most part, we only wear our regalia at like graduation maybe like one other time per year mm -hmm. but it's kind of cool and we've actually again i've had this conversation with people that i work with like you know we have this stuff it's actually really expensive um i got mine when i graduated from my phd program and it was like a thousand something dollars and that's in so, what year dollars 2013 so eight years ago okay i mean like that's not i feel like inflation isn't insignificant yeah almost 10 and years so... ago so that's like in approximately 10 years ago dollars yeah right so it's like but you're you're making an investment in this and it's like should you wear it more often and i think the would world it... would be a more fun place if y'all did yeah well, and I thought this would be interesting to talk about because you were more recently a student, and so you can kind of think from that perspective, like, what would it have been like for your faculty to just show up in, in regalia? Honestly, that would have been really freaking fun. But also, like, isn't that, like, what would happen at, like, you know, like, ye old universities where the entire point of a university was, like, you went and you studied, like, like, the only option, really, was that you went and you studied, like, like Thucydides and Plato and like yeah. like you know like the old old university like you know what I mean you know what I'm talking about like what Oxford was like founded for stuff like that yeah. like that's what 
they wore. Like, everyone had, like, some, like, kind of, like, robe thing. Mm-hmm. Like, indicating, like, level of, like, seniority or whatever. Yeah, that that's I mean, like, they had a purpose other than just being, like, a fit, like, it originated as, like, something other than just, like, a fancy, gar- like, garment that you wear to, like, an event. Yeah, I mean, and, and every part of it has significant meaning, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, the velvet stripes on the sleeves, um, the number of stripes tells you what degree that they have, right? And again, like, four stripes for a college or university president. Um, fancy, fancy. And the, yeah, and the hood colors are determined by your school that you graduated from, and they're determined by your field, right? So the velvet color will be different depending on your field, mm-hmm. right? So there's like all these different, like, little things that have meaning that have evolved over time. They came from somewhere. Yeah. Like, they actually they function. People would understand what those things meant, mm-hmm. um, which has largely gone away. I got a sweet hat. My my TAM is, like, is it an octagon? Ooh, spicy. Yeah, I can't remember. I actually had it in my head that I was going to, uh, like, actually wear it podcast, <laughs> but I forgot it. It's in my office on campus. Oh, no. I was like, why didn't you? Oh, no. Yeah, no. I didn't remember it like, five minutes ago. I was like, oh, man, I didn't get it. I keep it there because that's the only place I wear it. So. Okay, yeah, that's valid. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it would be more fun, yeah. honestly, and also, like... And it takes some pressure off, like, figuring out what to wear. Yeah. Like, you just wear, like, you know, you could wear, like, a t-shirt and leggings underneath it. Who cares? Yeah, doesn't matter what's underneath. No one will ever know. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. And and sometimes it makes me sad. I, I wear it two times a year. Graduation and then the new student convocation in the fall. So twice a year. And it kind of makes me sad. I, I miss it in between. Um... And I always enjoy the looks that I get when I'm wearing it. I love that for you. I don't think I would have that kind of confidence. Well, I mean, I guess if I had, like, gone through, like, a master's and a PhD program and, like, damn well earned that shit, I would feel, I would feel different, but... It's, it's just kind of funny, especially at the new student convocation, because, like, the reason you get the looks is because most of them haven't seen people wear that stuff. This is true. Right. Yeah, it's not something people wear in society. And even graduation, like, a lot of the parents and families and stuff, they're like, what? <laughs> Because, um, you know, my row, I graduated from Ohio State, is scarlet, like bright red, and it's got um, gray velvet panels with the Ohio State, like, seal on them, and then my hood has purple velvet and then scarlet and gray <laughs> silk. Like, and super witchy, honestly. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's something. It is something to behold. I, I have seen it. I'm a fan. Yeah. And Although so I, I didn't get... get real graduation, so I have only ever seen it hanging in your office. Yeah, well, I sent you that picture of me at the uh, you did. This is, tr- this is very true. But I was also wearing a mask, so I was like, it was just a pair of eyes. Oh um, my god, yeah! And you were like, tell tell Grace that I actually was there. <laughs> I was like, got it. They made us sit up way in the stands, and we had to be at least six feet apart and skip every other, you know row in the bleachers and then be masked and everything so it was like i'm way up there oh yeah big sad very big very big sad but major downside to wearing it to class hot so hot because those things are made out of polyester velvet and polyester will do that to you yeah and that hood is actually surprisingly heavy but also then uh, in winter in the like not well heated classrooms cozy well, 
still not cozy because like again the hoods because they're made out of like quite thick layers of silk and velvet they pull like they essentially choke you from the front fun very they, cute they come with like a little a little elastic thing that you're supposed to like wear a button-up shirt and then you can hook it on one of the buttons but mm -hmm. i don't wear a button-up so that doesn't serve any function for me so you're just like um makes me think of that mitch hedberg joke oh yeah Turtleneck is like being choked by a really weak guy because <laughs> there's that constant pressure. So oh, when I wear it, down. Um, so the heat is a problem. The other problem is how often you have to get it dry cleaned. Oh, uh, because kind of pain. the dry cleaning cost on those things is ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, I haven't looked. The last time I looked at the prices was like 2014. <laughs> I'm giving away that I have never had it dry cleaned because no. Um, You're wearing stuff it, under it. It's fine. Yeah, and only twice a year for like a couple of hours at a time. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. Even if you are like, always wearing stuff under it, just everyday like that definitely like everyday use that definitely would change the. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was um, back in 2014. It was over a hundred dollars to get it dry cleaned. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, and that's, uh, eventually I'll get it done, of course, but no rush. Yeah. And that would be amazing. Twice a year, very much no rush. Yeah. So that's why it's like one of those things, like, it'd be so fun. And every once in a while we talk about just like picking a day where we'll all do it. That would be fun. That would be really awesome. You should yeah. absolutely do that. I think I would regret it 10 minutes into the first call. <laughs> But it's one, it's one day, though. Like, you can be on slightly uncomfortable. It's like wearing, like, for me, that would be like wearing, like, a cosplay that, like, looks really cool, but it's kind of a pain in the ass to wear. Like, it's definitely worth it for walking around the convention for one day and having everyone be like, hey, that's cool. Primarily a heat thing. Because, especially this time of year, like, you know, the climate control in campus buildings is not good. Very inconsistent. Yeah. And, you know, so far this year, I've just been teaching in largely, like, you know, sleeveless shirts and dress pants. Um, and I've almost felt like passing out nearly every class that I've taught. Cute. Very um, cute. Part of the masks, too. Like, talking that much and your hot breath bouncing back at you for that long. You yeah, get, like, that's a bit much. Yeah. That is so a bit much. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. But unfortunately. I think they should declare, like, a national academic regalia day where everybody yes. who has it wears it to whatever job they have. Pick a day. And that applies not just to people with, like, graduate degrees. Like, you know, if you have your cap and gown from, like, college or even high school, that's academic regalia. Everybody's That'd be just... kind of, that, again, that would be super fun. This yeah. is a world I would like to live in. I mean, that that version of it would be maybe a little bit problematic because maybe the people that never got to graduate high school or didn't get to go to college, you know, just didn't have the opportunity. It might be a little bit, you know. But this is so true, we, but if you're on a college camp, like, if you're on a college campus specifically, yeah. everyone's got to have something. Yeah. So I feel, yeah, like, I feel like perhaps like... it's a thing for, like, college campuses so people aren't being left out. Yeah. Yeah, just a fun idea. Everyone wearing uh, really uncomfortable, non-breathable polyester robes. I love it. I mean, again, I have never, I have not once worn my, um... Geneseo um cap and gown. Oh, you actually have it though? I have it. It is in my possession. No. I have a co- I have a cord and everything. Mm. It has been sitting in my closet since I received it. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't plan something for you all like this past year. Like they said they were going to I I think they're just gonna forget about us, frankly. I'm not happy about it, but that's looking like like what it's gonna be. Geneseo cap and gowns are really cool, though. I know! Like I was a fan! It, in my college, we just had to wear, like, generic black ones. Even though our colors were purple and white. Oh, that is lame. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, they're not, like, cr- like you know, particularly intricate or anything, but they have, like, the fun, like, white panel plus college yeah. seal, like... Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, for, for a college graduation gown, like, I, I've been in a bunch of college graduations i've never seen ones that cool well god damn it now i'm even more disappointed (laughs) (laughs) when when i graduated high school our colors were blue and white and they made all the boys were blue and all the girls were white that's okay i went through i went to a weird school that was k through eight um and the colors were i think it was supposed to i School colors, like our K through eight school colors, were um, blue and gold. But for some reason, the we had like an eighth grade graduation that they made like a big deal out of. Um, but for some reason, the robes for that were blue and white, and they did the same thing. Like it was white for girls, blue for the guys. 
and then I'm pretty sure it was the exact same thing when I was in high school, too, because those colors were definitely blue and white. Hmm. So it's been a yeah. lot, it's been just one blue and white school after another, um, with a slight variation in shades of blue. Hmm. See, they, my old high school still does it because my niece just graduated from there this past spring and I was at the graduation, so they're still doing it that way. But what used to make me so angry about it beyond the, um, the expectation of a gender binary is because those gowns are relatively sheer, all the girls had to wear pure white dresses. That's such a pain. Yeah. And I, I still am like a little bit traumatized about regarding the number of hours that I had to spend trying to find white and then you find white shoes too. Yeah, like if you're like if you're gonna do like if you're gonna have it be like that much of like a binary thing, like flip it. Cause all the guys are most likely gonna be wearing like, you know, very similar looking suits in a way that's not gonna like they're not gonna have like a bright pattern that's gonna stand out on under white fabric. Yeah. So I don't know. Hot take there. Yeah. And the girls all had to wear skirts and dresses. You couldn't wear pants. Like what year is this? That's some BS. <laughs> Yeah, but just, you know, like, in a lot of places, they just kind of let you wear whatever you feel like, you know, which leads to some very interesting combos. Um, one of the main things I do at graduation is look at people's shoe choices, because they're so varied, and I find it interesting. Yeah. Yeah, thoughts. Just thoughts. Things to think about. <laughs> things I might have noticed if I had a graduation. <laughs> um, okay, I feel like- enough of me being bitter. I, was say, I feel like if um, you find yourself on campus in my office, you can try on my regalia and, and find out just how uncomfortable it is because it's a, it's a special level. Okay. Well, I mean, there's people at Geneseo that I would like to visit that I um, am not actually, like, real-life friends with. So I'll, I'm sure I'll wind up back there at some point. It's very heavy. And when I got it yeah, measured, because they take, like... Um, a couple dozen measurements because it's made exactly to your specifications and um they asked me at the time they're like are you wearing heels and i'm like yeah because i wore heels to my, oh, my graduate ooh, mistake yeah so it's real long so then it'll be perfect length for me in sneakers <laughs> there you go yeah because <laughs> i wore only like maybe two and a half two two and a half inches so they weren't huge which i think is something like that I have them in my closet still over there. Huh. Yeah. My feet were very angry by the end of that day. But that's a imagine. whole other story. I can't imagine. I haven't <laughs> worn heels since high school. Though, like, the last time I wore heels was for, like, a high school dance. Barack Obama was the speaker at my graduation while he was president, which is why there's, like, a whole story involved with it and why my feet hurt so much. We can we can come back to that. That could uh, that could be, that could be bonus content. Teasers. <laughs> anyway, shall we move on? But yes, I definitely I definitely want to hear this. And I again, that'll be bonus content. That's that's some good. That sounds like a good story. Okay. So our last question is another one that I um, rather recently found on Reddit. So let me pull that up real quick just so I can get the details. I mean, do you want to read it? 
I am capable of reading, but, you know, you're the boss. I mean, technically, yes, but I don't want to be that kind of boss where it's like, I do everything and no one else is allowed to do the fun stuff, so. I could go either way. All right, go as for it. As you know, I'm a little decisions. Go for it, bestie. All right, so we got this question on Reddit. I was going to attempt to read the username, but... Uh, Reddit user... Abbreviation for clever username. Clever user, clever dash username, but with no vowels in it. There you go. That's an easy way to do it. Um, yeah. So the question is: As a twenty to thirty year old, you're offered the chance to live rent free in a retirement or nursing home, with the caveat that you must make an effort to spend at least a few hours per day with the other residents, like you know, sharing meals, hanging out, stuff like that. Would you take this opportunity, and why or why not? Hell yes. Yeah. Rent free. <laughs> These people probably have some crazy cool stories to tell. And also, have yeah. you seen like the amenities that they have in some like nursing and retirement communities? They Absolutely. have like movie theaters and bowling alleys and like cool events. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, and I was thinking about this earlier today, and I honestly, there there are so few things in this world that I would do, would would not do, in order to get food made for me every day. Right? Oh my like, god, that would be wonderful. I honestly feel like there are few worse things about being an adult, maybe nothing worse about being an adult, than thinking of what to feed yourself every day. It is the worst. Sometimes I'd be like, can I just opt out of eating? Can I just, I don't want to, that's how much I don't want to think about that's it. It's called having sleep for dinner. Yeah. There, <laughs> there are a few things I would not do in order to not have to do that anymore. Yeah, like, if oh I can just my god. Absolutely. And, like, I can't see any downsides of this. I think the implied downside, right, like, that they would see is, like, you have to hang out with old people. And it's like, old people are people, man. And they got lives, and they yeah, got experience. and they're, like, most, I mean, unless it's a bunch of, like, crusty-ass old Republicans that, like, don't want people yeah. to have rights. Um, old yeah. people, um, old people can be real cool. Yeah. It's, like, it's it's very ageist to assume that all old people are, like, people you don't want to hang with. Yeah, no. Some people are people at any age. Agreed. But yeah, no, like the only downside I could see is like again, just crusty old Republicans. Yeah. But that's not everyone. Very much true, right? You get a mix of people everywhere. Yeah. So like this honestly, fantastic. Yeah. Now, there is one downside for me, and that is that those places typically have a certain smell. Okay. That I do, that very much bothers me. I don't know how much time you've spent in such places, but they often do. The, I was very young when I remember, like, visiting my Grammy in assisted living before she passed, so. Yeah. Functioning memories of that. Yeah, I've been in a lot of them, and actually, um, up until a couple of years ago, my polling place here that I would vote at was this, um, it was technically the senior center, but it had the same smell. Gotcha. It's like, um, and I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> you know, it, 
mothballs, I guess, would probably be the closest. Okay. That kind of thing, so. But also, I mean, like, rent-free, ton of amenities. Like, you don't have to do yard work or anything. Yeah. Ton of amenities, food made for you, scented candle. There's a way around the problem. Yeah, I'm definitely not saying it's a deal-breaker. It's not a deal-breaker. Well, the other downside, you probably can't have... I don't know, man. My mom's best friend from college, her mother lived in a very, ni- like, a very, not like a nursing home, a very nice retirement community. She, like, essentially, yeah. ha- like, she had, like, essentially an apartment. And this place had, like, a movie theater and, like, a, like it was awesome. And she had a dog. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on the kind of facility that you're at. Because, like, there's a big difference between a retirement home and a nursing home. And they just kind of lump them together here. I feel like, yeah, this is true. I feel like they are conflating retirement. I feel like it's more implied that it's a retirement home. Just from the way that the question is worded, like, hanging out. Like, I feel like that's more of a thing that happens in, like, a retirement community. Well, and I think there's a difference between a retirement home and a retirement community. Because the community, it's, like, where you have sort of, like, almost separate, like, living spaces where, you know, they might even be, like, townhouses and things like that where with separate entrances to the outside. And retirement homes, it's it's much more like a nursing home in the sense of being just, like, individual rooms. And yeah, the place the... that I'm thinking of, which was... Um where my my mom's best friend where her mother lived Mm -hmm. like it had like a sort of both thing going on yeah like there were some kind of like townhousey type looking buildings that i saw but there was also just like a place that had like little like one bedroom apartment type deal yeah but i think um you kind of need something that's a little more or that like opens to the has its own door to the outside this is true otherwise that they would allow you to have i don't know maybe like fish or something i mean i'm assuming i'm just kind of assuming my best case scenario here but i mean i i did spend a lot of time in in nursing homes and uh and stuff over my lifetime so I tend to have a very specific, and I used to vote at a nursing home when I lived in Columbus, Ohio, as well. Now that I think about it. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, kind of forgot about that. I haven't lived there in like eight years, but yeah. I mean, so there there is a wide variety in them. So it really just depends on which kind you're envisioning, I guess. You know, pick the one that makes the most sense to you, and I guess go off of that. But definitely, if it's like pure nursing home there are more downsides to that there's definitely more downsides in my mind i'm thinking like just sort of like retire like retirement house slash like home slash community yeah and like yeah that's a vibe frankly that's a whole ass vibe yeah if it's just a place where you're like living independently but they just happen to like do all your maintenance and make all your food and play yeah, activity and, like, all your neighbors just happen to be seniors not a yeah. problem yeah no Frankly, I, I will be having don't... a great time listening to, like, 50s, 60s, 70s music with a bunch of old people. 
I will go to the community room and we will play the hell out of some checkers. Like you can knit and I can cross stitch. It'll be great. We'll have an oh, yeah. actual like like I can't think of a word that means both cross stitch slash embroidery and knitting slash crochet. Crafting community. Yeah, we'll have an actual like old lady crafting circle. It'll be fantastic. Oh. Yeah. And I can I mean, introduce I them to some new music. Oh, I was already doing podcasts and stuff. It'll be great. We'll have a fantastic time. Yeah. 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 Man, I'm getting bummed that this isn't a thing that's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure like old people want this. I'm already like planning in my head. It's like, so what should, which day should we do it? <laughs> like, I'm sure this would be like a genuinely good thing. Like, I've always thought that there should be a program um where kids who are like kids who have their permit that are learning to drive can um drive like senior citizens around to like do their grocery shopping or whatever as like practice for the road test and also like you know older people who can't really drive anymore can still like get around yeah. and you would have a licensed person in the car yeah i don't know that was yeah. that was a cool thing i thought of yeah, it is a nice thought, but I think it might vary by state. Yeah, and I'm sure there would be tons of, like, but, logistical, yeah. like, yeah. difficulties. But I was like, that might not be a terrible idea. Yeah. I mean, I think in some states they have, like, it has to be your parent and they have to log your the hours you drive and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. That I, I think don't know. that means it's been quite a few years since I got my license, but that was that was my recollection. Yeah, so it'd be tricky, but the the principle is nice. Thank you, I tried. Like, but yeah, like, and I feel like the same not... thing could be like super beneficial. Like, I'm sure that like there, are, like you know, I know there are plenty of people that are kind of like stuck in their ways. And it's like, yeah, it was better back in my day. But like, there's also tons of seniors who like don't want to be cut off from like, you know, new stuff that's happening. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, people like that would love to have like a younger person hanging around in their community, be like, hey. Here's something you could check out. Here's this band that takes a lot of inspiration from, like, Queen and Led Zeppelin. I think you might like their music and stuff like that. Yeah. So. I, I can mean, imagine that there are people in those places that are like, man, I'm surrounded by all these old folks who don't, you know, <laughs> that just want to go back to the way things were and yeah. don't care about modern culture. And, yeah. yeah, like, I'm sure there's plenty of seniors out there who would love to have like, even just someone, like, visiting and kind of helping keep things a little more current. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it, we have these stereotypes of what those places are like, and it's like, maybe they don't want to be that way. Yeah. But nobody takes the time to, you know, go there and talk to them and make the effort. Yeah. I think that... Yeah, no, so the answer to this question is a, is a resounding yes. But also, it makes me, like... They should have a version of this for non-elderly people. There really isn't. Like, a place where you can, like, rent a, a, a space that you can live in where they also plan activities and make you food. Like, that's the college experience, minus the classes, essentially. Because I would love that. I miss having a campus dining hall so much 
I I can't literally can't think of anything. I don't like think unless you're like traveling and staying in like uh like a hostel or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Why doesn't this anything. exist? I don't know. It should. Like the sheer enthusiasm that we have for, you know, living in a retirement home suggests that there is a market for it. Like absolute like it was so easy to have friends and have a social life yeah. when I was in college. Like I know yeah. like the whole like pandemic thing and like not and like still like working in my hometown as opposed to like a new place where I can just like hang like you know invite people over to my house. But like it was so easy to maintain a social life when mm-hmm. most of your friends were like across, you know, across a parking lot at the furthest. Yeah. And you were surrounded by people your own age as well. Yeah. I hardly ever cross come across people my own age anymore. Yeah, like all and the people, I, and like, yeah. I like my, like I've said it before, I'll say it again. I like my job. My job's pretty fun. I work with a bunch of dads and grandpas, and it's super cool, but also... Yeah. Different types. Different types of friends. Different types yeah. of company. Yeah, and it's... I. It's almost like... It would be cool to have something like that that's sort of like communal living mm-hmm. in the sense that you all live in the same location with your individual like living spaces yeah but you know as part of a community where you all come together maybe you have like a community space where you do events together and come together and all that uh except that unlike a commune you're not like making your own food and stuff you just have like a kitchen and stuff that makes it yeah right so it's similar in that you're building this community that all live together and socialize together, mm-hmm. but you, then you have people that are making the food for you and doing the maintenance and all that stuff. Yeah, no, um, I I want this. Yeah, I want that. Um, Sounds lovely. I, I think maybe one of the reasons it doesn't exist is that it might end up being cost prohibitive. You know, because like if it you're all comes back to capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't imagine what they would charge, you know, knowing what I pay in rent already, like how much they would add on to that to not only for the food, cost of the food itself, but the cost of making the food and all that. And then the cost of maintaining like the dining area and, and yeah. So I imagine it would be super expensive. Again, I've, I firmly believe that every, almost every problem in our society can be traced back to capitalism, but that's a whole different podcast. That is accurate. Um, that is our last question, and we are coming up on, actually, right on an hour, so that's cool. I have been monitoring it and trying to make sure we stuck to about 15 minutes per question. Oh, were you really? Yeah. Nicely done. (laughs) To what extent I actually helped steer it, but that was, like, what I had in my head was as a goal, and if we weren't quite hitting 15 minutes yet, I would say another thing. I love it. I, see, I just kind of let things happen, and it's been working so far. Well, the reason I was doing it is was because um, the episode, was that like three weeks ago where we did the meme review? Yes. And I just kept talking about all the memes, and then I saw the episode, and I was like, how long? <laughs> <laughs> that always had, the two times that I got, um, 
I say the Meredith's, Tim was, only Tim was there the first time, but the two times that the Meredith's were here, we just, like, we're, every single person in that episode was, a, like, in both of those episodes was just a very rambly type of person. Yeah. And that was the first, like, if, was not concise, is what it was. We had a great time, and those have been two of our most, like, most viewed episodes, which is fantastic, and I'm so glad oh, that yeah. people, like, like them and watch them, but also I was just like, oops, didn't mean for that to be three hours. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, is, like, if you don't pay attention, you totally lose track of time if you're, like, real excited about something. This is true, but also, if the people like it, who am I to deny them three hours of our funny little rambles? Yeah, I, I mean, to be clear, I pretty much will never run out of things to say about a topic. Fantastic. That's what we love to there see here. Always be, there will always be more. I have many arguments that I did not bring up today. Great. So Keep I writing like them I down. It's so yeah. nice that I, that I like, open the document these days and, like, there's more than just what I put there yesterday. It's beautiful. Yeah. I'm always thinking of stuff and then forgetting about it immediately, but I gotta I start keeping already, a note on my- Like, I'm already a person who carries a notebook because that was a habit instilled into me, um, in a, um, first semester at Geneseo, actually, creative writing class where we, like, had to turn in, like, a- like you know kind of just creative writing notebook as part of our grade and it just stuck with me yeah so now i don't think i know have like just a little notebook where i like you know write down like funny little things i think of sometimes yeah that can be handy i I mean i've seen a notebook i don't know why i'm pretending like i don't know this is a thing you do i guess more for the benefit of the (laughs) listeners this is what we call acting Sometimes I start to say, like, why are you telling me this? Oh, right, we're recording. (laughs) Because not everyone knows. Yeah. I'm like, I'm well aware you used to write down things that I said in class in it. I know. Sometimes I look back through it and I'm like, nice. I remember I took a couple pictures at the end of the one class. I don't know. There's somewhere in my files a couple of things you wrote down that I said. And I was like, I didn't say that. (laughs) Yes, you did. I also love that. one episode i think it was the one where you were here with emily or it might have been the first one where you were here with matt with maddie either way you were like making fun of me for like saying like some kind of like weird turn of phrase and you were like oh i like i think those things but i keep them to myself i was like no you don't i've been to your house the number of times i've actually been in the classroom and then said a thing and then said did i actually just say that out loud (laughs) I do distinctly remember you said cool beans in class one time and then said, you know, I keep telling myself I'm going to stop saying cool beans and then I never do. And that was a thing I wrote down. I'm pretty sure I just said that last week, but about funsies. (laughs) Did I start you on that? Because I say funsies a lot. No, it's from, oh, there was like some TV show where they said it. And it just, like, stuck in my head. Sometimes that happens. Like, I'll even hear something once, and then all of a sudden I start saying it, and then I can't remember where it came from. Oh my god, you know what's been stuck in my head? Because I heard it as a, like, it's from a show I don't even watch. You watch um, What We Do in the Shadows, correct? Yeah! Which, love the movie. We'll get around to the show at some point. But this thing came, this audio came up on my, like, TikTok for you page, and it was a scene where the guys, like, some guys, like, I drank the blood of some people, but the people were on drugs, and now I'm a wizard. 
And that's just been on a loop in my head ever since. Oh, man, I was going to text you the other day that the latest episode of the show, they played like a few, it was just like a few second video clip, but they had an actor that was playing Aleister Crowley. And he said like the, the main tenet of Thelema, right? Which is do what thou wilt is the whole of the law. And he actually said it, and that was like the whole video, just him saying that. Nice. But I was really excited. I was like, Thalema! <laughs> you know, we, we can't make it a whole week without me referencing last podcast on the left. But no, I think that's illegal for us at this point. <laughs> because speaking of phrases, like I listened to an, one of the older episodes the other day, and there's been a phrase that's been stuck in my head ever since. I don't know if you've listened to the, it's one of the- I'm up to like classes. 76. Um you might be getting close it was somewhere maybe in the early 80s but it was a creepy episode and that's actually the title of the episode which is um then who was phone i listened to that this morning then who was phone no and because they were doing the ridiculous creepypastas on that one you know what one i wish they did but they didn't and i don't know if you like i don't know if you know this one but it's the one that ends with then man door hand hook car door hand. Oh, don't think I'm listening to that one. Yeah. Uh, there's, it's just like I'll send you a uh, screenshot of the text of that one because it kills me, and I'll put a link to that one in here. There's <laughs> some good stuff, and also just like the fact that it's October or like it's getting close to October. We've mm-hmm. established that I love spooky season. I'm just I'm having such a great time already. Yeah. Like, listening to a ton of last podcast, I, I told you this already, but I binged Over the Garden Wall for the first time, and absolutely transcendent experience. I will be watching that no less than three more times before the fall ends. I'm just, I'm already having having a wonderful spooky season. Nice. Yeah. I feel like I had to warn you about the then who was phone thing, because I just keep feeling the urge to, like, shout at people. When something doesn't make sense. But also, I've, like, I've seen that creepypasta as a meme, like, well before listening to that particular Uh, episode, so, like, we're good. I don't pay attention to creepypastas in general, but, but, yeah. I've read, Uh, like, like, I'll Google, like, best creepypastas all time, and, like, some of them are, like, genuinely great, like, short, like, horror short stories. Yeah. Like, some of them are super prime. Um... But yeah, okay. I think that's I think that's gonna bring us to the end for for this week. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Things, 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 things. I'm trying to think of anything relevant that I don't already say, like in the end credits. Everyone should get their flu shot. Yes, everyone get a flu shot and um, get vaccinated if you haven't already. Vaccines important, save lives. Yep, are safe. All good things. Science. Yes. <laughs> that was a thing I actually thought of because I know you always ask, like, you know, closing thoughts or whatever, and I was like, that's my closing thought. Get Hell yeah. Back all the vaccines. Get a flu shot. Recommended. Correct. Yeah. It's out now. And I, so I just got my first flu, cl- uh, flu shot clinic on campus. I got mine yesterday. Yes. Um, I'm getting mine. That's, uh, Sometime in October. I know my work has, like, a walk-in type deal of one nice. weekend or something, so we'll be doing that. But yes, get a flu nice. shot. Yeah. And, um, check out our Patreon. We will be adding more content 
very soon I'm just getting things set up, so there's only gonna be- by the time you listen to this, I think there's gonna be one or two things on there, but there should be a large influx of content at some point within the next month or two, so check out our Patreon, subscribe if you would like and have the means. We would be so insanely appreciative, oh my god. That would be amazing. If if I ever even, like, in the entire course of this podcast, if I ever, like, manage to make back the eight bucks that I contribute to the, like, to our distributor subscription, my mind would be blown. Like, I would be so happy. <laughs> so yeah, that's the single goal I'm setting for the podcast for the rest of this year. Good to have goals. Maybe, like, seven dollars. <laughs> Okay, we will see you all again next week, and Zach should be joining us once again, kind of round out the discussion. Yeah. I do believe, I do believe that's it. That's it for this one. Now I have to go open MS Paint and draw a really bad version of you to edit into this episode. (laughs) Okay, bye everybody. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98 and at AndSarahSet. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the ACAST supporter feature, or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.